What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We talk a little bit about the Arnold announcement. So the USAPL made some announcements of this year's Arnold pretty early, too, and Steve and I are both happy about that. Um, talk about the positives, talk about the negatives. So you do have the pro finals being expanded to 10 lifters, but also you get rid of the raw challenge. Um, me and Steve go back and forth on that and just talk about what it means and what the potential ramifications of the raw challenge, but also, you know, some positive things in there as well. We're not always pro negativity, even though it's, you know, it's part of the show being pro pro negativity. Also, we have a preview for Texas Barbell Syndicate primetime last year nominated one of the best one of the best local meets of the year and they were the best production their live stream is fantastic and they have fantastic lifters competing in it this year steve and i will both be commentating we talk about the female side we talk about the men's side gonna be really close on um second and third for the female side and also one two and three on the men's side so uh good preview show Lot to talk about there, and also Steve ends up the show with talking about his commercial gym stories. So it's a regular segment on Two White Lights. Steve, at time as a manager at a Gold's Gym, he tells a story about that funny one about a vampire kid. So be sure to listen to that, and also be sure to subscribe to Two White Lights on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating there. Leave a review as well. Leave a five-star review, but make sure it's, you know, I mean, it, you can say whatever you want on those reviews, but make sure it's five stars. On Spotify as well, leave a five-star rating. Also, subscribe on twowhitelights.com. You can't subscribe there. We do drop our episodes on there. And also, visit the shop on twowhitelights.com. We have our hashtag bad journalism tees up on the website along with the Fight Night tees, and we still have a few off-the-top rope tees and original logos tees. Use promo code JELO. That's my promo code. There's, you know, Orc. There's Steve's promo code. There's Solana. There's Marcellus Williams. There's Kyle. We have some affiliate sponsors of Two White Lights. So make sure you're using all their affiliate codes. And without further ado, here it is. Two White Lights. Yeah, just saying this on the Gibson Ooh, baby, I like it, boy. Yeah, baby, I like it, boy. Ooh, baby, I like it, boy. Yeah, baby, I like it, boy. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Wu-Tang killer, hubby's on the swarm. Rain on your college ass, disco dumb. Will you to even touch my skill? You gotta go through one killer B, and he ain't gonna kill now. Chop that down, pass it all around. Lyrics get hard, quick, she back to the ground. For an EMC and any 52 states, I get psycho. And as promised, we are here to enjoy another date night between Steve DeNovi and I. And we're going to start off this episode by talking about the Arnold. We got a development here. We got an announcement coming from the USAPL. Steve, what can yes, you tell us about it? Yeah, kudos. We got this announcement much sooner than normal. Usually, we don't usually <clears throat> hear much about the Arnold until like November and whatnot. And so really cool. We got the whole schedule. We got all the announcements of it. Some good, some not so good, which we'll talk about. We'll start with the good first. Um, the Pro Series Finals. Almost everything we were kind of talking about and wanting happened. Um, and we going back to March, we were stating how we really wanted to see the finals move to CPOD because 
the Grand Prix has some cool aspects, but the fact of the matter is, is it's it's terrible for spectating. We can't control the live stream. There's no internet, which is one of the reasons the live stream sucks. And so therefore you can't have lifting casts. You can't really have the, the big displays, the video walls. So they moved it to CPOD on Saturday, which is awesome. As well as we already knew this, they extended it to 10 or uh, 20 pros total, 10 men and 10 women, which is awesome. And one of the things that got answered that we didn't know if it would happen is that it will trickle down, which I think is very, very, very important because looking at the, the men and women in the current top 10, there are some that either one are not going to do it or two who I think are leaving for powerlifting America. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty important that it trickles down because we don't want just like five people left over all of a sudden in the meet when 10 makes it just more exciting and more entertaining. So uh, I was really excited to see that. Um, we have Masters fully on day one, um, which is good and bad. I actually, the Masters meet last year, I was kind of like, eh, do we need a Masters meet? And after seeing it, it was honestly one of my favorite meets. I think that was a fantastic meet. The Masters lifters loved it. It saw some really good lifting. I know you commentated. It ended up being a really cool meet. I'm going to be honest. And we've had Masters lifters reach out to us since it got posted. I don't, I don't know if they need a full day. It looks like the big issue is that it's only one platform. Because like the, the morning session is only 30 lifters, which definitely means it's only one platform. And then there's a master's final, because if, if people didn't know, masters are going to get their own full pro series next year. Um, and there's going to be a finals at night. But either way, it's 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 masters normal in the morning, 30 lifters. Then it's masters bench and raw uh, or bench only. And then it's masters final at night, which that leads <clears throat> a fly just flew into my mouth. I'm sorry. Good. That was weird. I take a drink of beer. Good. Literally flew right down my throat. Yeah, that leaves a Sunday. Thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday we've got the pro bench finals. Awesome. But then we've got this weird pro am meet. It's 60 lifters. The first round of invites will go to pros and it's raw and equipped combined. Mm-hmm. I don't even feel like covering my my distaste for that. I think we've been very vocal about uh, they should not be kind of combining raw and equip, but USAPL refuses to listen on that, so they can just keep dealing think, with that. I don't think they'll I'm ever budge no long- with the equip things. They will never budge no, on that shit. No, not as, not as long as they keep just uh, uh, gatekeeping equipped by only bringing on EC members that are equipped loyalists. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yes. First round of invite goes to pros. There's only 60 spots. And then there's 14 international lifters getting invited okay. or something like that. And then whatever's left over, it will go, which I think is kind of cool in some, in some ways. Yeah. Um, they aren't pros. They're amateurs, which is an issue because we're now mixing amateurs and pros in the same meet. Something we discussed that we weren't happy about last year that they were trying to do. Um, and then whatever's left over goes to uh, dot scores, 500 for men, 475 for women. So, what this means, the raw challenge is gone. That was the number one thing you saw on the comments the other yesterday is like, is the raw challenge still happening? And no, it's not. It, and I'm not happy about that for biased reasons of my own lifters. And then for reasons of the fact that, I mean, I think you're on the same page. I thought the raw challenge is one of the best power of team meets in the world, not just like of the Arnold or like in the USAPL. I'm saying the raw challenge has been like a staple of one of my favorite meets in all of powerlifting. Oh, yeah, and when I saw that, that was the disappointing thing was the removal of it, and also the replacement of it is something that I have issue with. Pro-Am meets are just cluttered. They're messy. 
you would like that distinction between pro and amateur, then the amateur meet that would be really good would be uh, what we had last year was fantastic where Celine Crum and Jimmy Villanueva won their pro cards. Like that meet really worked for them. And now that it's combined, it's like a, it's a weird meet. It confuses the spectators. Um, it, I think it actually takes away from the meet if you were a lifter as well, because it's, more fun, I think, competing with other people with the same exact goal, which is to get a pro card. Um, and, and I like, I'm pretty. They could do that still within this meet, but it's still combined with professional lifters, which again, it just doesn't make for to me the best viewing experience and also the best meet experience. But the raw challenge, I completely agree. It's the meet that you can see the best breakout lifters compete at. Um, that was my first big meet uh, minus raw nationals, but I would qualify the Arnold raw challenge as my first that was, big yeah. meet. That was, that was your breakout meet. Well, it was my breakout meet, but also just it's the Arnold. You're with people who are kind of on the same level as you. There was the American pro or the, yeah, the American pro and the a seven raw challenge and the A7 Raw Challenge proved to be the better meet because you had a lot of the people who were just on the pinnacle of kind of breaking out. And, I mean, when you go into 2020, the COVID Classic, and you look at the top five people in that meet, it was star-studded. I mean, it was – I got fifth. I got fifth in that, I think. I think I was within the top five, and I was still my breakout meet. That's how good the meet was. It was Jonathan Garcia, Delaney Wallace, um, Daniel Clements, Zach DiCostanzo, and me on on uh good lift points and that meet was just a ton of fun and a lot of lifters think the same thing like that's the that's the meet someone like Gerald Scott would be fantastic for or Kyle DeLeon of course I'm going to go to my own weight class uh 82 and a half kilo bias here but though that for like those type of lifters who are really good and need that spotlight the raw challenge would have been really good for them. And it, it is a shame to see it go. And I, I know a lot of lifters now who are national champions or are contending national champions and record breakers. They're sad to see it go too. Yeah. It was the best meet last year too, including the grand prix. Like that's one of my favorite meets. It, there's a couple of things that we're doing. If we don't have the raw challenge, the fact of the matter is, is a lot of the people in the raw challenge is their first Arnold experience. Just like with nationals, we, we get those people who get their first nationals experience. And a lot of times, like the raw challenge is usually on Friday. Those are the people that stick around and spectate and really create the atmosphere for the next couple of days. And that's really, really important. Um, I was told the reason why is capacity. But I'm going to need an explanation how we have a capacity issue when we're in one platform, which typically the Arnold has always been two platforms. Wait, has C-Pod. it though? I don't see why we can't be. Has it always oh, been? Oh, yeah. Last year was. Well, last year was platforms. No, but last year was, but I think 2019 and 2018 was not multi-platform. 2020 was because of COVID. So why can't we do two platforms again? It's been a lot. It's two two platforms last year. Personally, I think they just (laughs) don't want two platforms because 2020, it being two platforms was really, it was responded with, uh, with uh, negativity. People were not happy that it was. Last year wasn't though. Last year wasn't, but I think it's because it happened the year before, and we were at this weird s- split with the IPF and also COVID again. It was like af- it wasn't the split IPF. I apologize. It was kind of the aftermath of COVID because there wasn't a nationals that everyone could do. So twenty twenty was like I remember 
when they said it was two platforms, people were pissed off. Mo- mostly coaches because they were like, I got five people and making a multi-platform meet is going to be really difficult. Like Joe Santa was like, shit, this is going to be really hard to handle like three or four of my guys with two platforms. And then also like, I mean, there was a lot of bummers about uh, the COVID classic, including like the no spectators, but a lot of lifters were like, well, two platforms, you kind of don't get your moment. I get that. I don't feel like that was an issue. I mean, the Raw Challenge was two platforms last year. It was great. The was Masters, it two platforms? Oh, the Masters, well, Masters one was. Yes. The Raw Challenge, though, Masters, for the best amateur lifter to get pro oh. card wasn't. That was single platform. Yes, it was. No, it was single platform. That was dual platform. I commentated it, unless I was too drunk <laughs> to remember. But I commentated All right, it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I think, think you're wrong. I think you can, easy, I think, I think you can easily have – I could be wrong. You can easily have the Raw – I mean, what would you rather have? No raw challenge or a raw challenge no, on two platforms. I, I agree, but I think I think they just want to go back. And then to the, the finals platform. is just then the finals is just one platform. Well, that makes sense. That's fine. Like, that would that would be but bad if it was multi platform. Here's the here's the single biggest issue, and I can tell this is an issue uh, because I already know of multiple people doing this, including one of my lifters is going to do it now. Um, I'm not going to say the date because it hasn't been announced, but I do know the date of powerlifting American nationals. It is very, very close to the Arnold. If you can no longer do the raw challenge and you're looking for a meet in that time frame, why not just go do powerlifting American nationals? Yeah. I already know of one person. I was told of another coach who has two people that's going to do powerlifting American nationals. Now, um, if you kick out the people of the raw challenge, they're, they very likely are going to go do powerlifting American nationals. So business well, decision wise, I think that's a really dumb mistake. Yeah, that's a good point to make. At the same time, I'm like, <laughs> do you guys really want to do powerlifting American Nationals? Not because it can be bad meat, but because depending on what weight class you're in, and then Sheffield being a month later, you could just be competing at powerlifting American Nationals, potentially win your weight class and not even compete at Worlds. You're just doing powerlifting well, American isn't that, Nationals. Isn't that fun? <laughs> isn't that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that a fucking fun? blast, man. Yeah, that would be great. That would be so good. Um, but I mean, again, it, it depends on your weight class, depends on what your goals are. If you just want to meet to do personally, if I was in that position, I mean, I mean, I would be in a, I, I guess another, just going back to my weight class, 82 and a half. If it was the decision between, okay, are you going to do the Arnold raw challenge or do power of the American nationals? I'm like, I'm going to Columbus because one, the Arnold is just always fun. I've always had a very good time at the Arnold. It's one of my favorite. It's, it's, it's a highlight of my year or not the highlight of me or one of the highlights of my year just going to it because in many ways it's more fun than nationals. It's a little more intimate than nationals. Um, and you get to see some really cool things along the weekend and to the uncertainty, if I would even get to represent my country, if I won nationals, it's like, might as well just go and have a good time as opposed to bowling out winning and then having to wait a month to see if I qualified or not. And pretty much doing not your typical highly produced national meet too. I agree. If raw challenge is a, is a option. I think a lot of people are, it's a no brainer. They're going to do it, but if it's not an option and you've been planning, I mean, most people have been planning their whole year around the Arnold. I, I, I have three to four lifters that everything was based around doing the raw challenge this year. And now it doesn't exist. So now they're scrambling to find new meets. Yeah, no, I, that, that makes sense. I, I, I get it. I mean, and I, it would be, and, and I know I am not alone. That is a lot of people right now. Yeah, 
I it's how are ways to get around that though? What what would you have done differently? Two platforms, easy. That's it? So I, I can tell you exactly how to set it up. The uh, the masters meet is thirty for the open one and thirty for the finals. Two platform meet masters open on one side, finals on the other. Session one, um, and then raw challenge on Friday. Session two and session three. One is women, one is men. Um, session two, session three. The finals is on Saturday. Um, on Sunday, you have bench, the finals, uh, and the masters combined. And then you have the split sessions for the pro meet. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, require, it just requires, it requires two platforms then on Friday and Sunday, and then one platform for the whole finals on, uh, on, uh, what's it called on, a Saturday. And it, it, is the be- the bench is going to be on the Grand Prix stage anyways? I think so. That does that's not even in there. The Grand Prix, I think it's session one is bench. So bench is going to be on the Grand Prix stage. Is there a so Grand simple. Prix though? And, is there a Grand Prix just? In no, not the, I mean the that's the stage, the okay. road stage or whatever main stage. That's also something. No more like <laughs> it's funny because we're like okay, uh, you know, the, the Grand Prix had a load of issues for a spectating standpoint, but I'm like I'm also see- sad to see that go too. The Grand Prix. I'm more sad to see the simply. De- I'm more sad to see the deadlift challenge go. Yeah. Oh yeah. The deadlift challenge in many ways can like be some of the. I mean, did we talk about our idea, like of potentially making it team based for single lifts and then doing that at the Arnold on the Grand Prix stage? Yeah, I think we talked about that. Yeah. I mean, well, we obviously. It, uh, <clears throat> that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be that would be the it best would. thing. Make it the pro squat bench and deadlift, and you make pro squat the single lift thing. You either draft teams or have team representatives or that, and have them compete a singular person, and whoever has the best combined formula wins, or you can come up with that would be okay to actually come up with your own formula to win like an all star game kind of thing. That would be the best thing because single lift meets are actually really fun. And even the like the pro bench is a fun thing to watch. Pro deadlift is a fun thing to watch too. I think I'm just sad to see the Grand Prix go because one, I've always loved the name Grand Prix. I wish they named a pro series finale the Grand Prix. Like people are calling it the pro series finale. I'm like, I yeah. hate the, I hate the name. I hate the name pro series finale. And I mean, we have no choice. People, it it's like one of those title things, right? If somebody calls it something, you have to refer to it as that thing because people are calling it. So it's like, okay, it's a finale. Like, ah, oh, god damn it calling it the finale really i think a fourth of july when i think of grand finale i like grand prix yeah, grand prix sounds call- sporty it sounds cool it sounds formula well, one pride well, FC. Why we should just keep we should just keep calling it that then and see if it catches on we'll just keep mm-hmm. calling that the grand prix nope i don't think it'll work i don't think it'll work well, because of uh because it's just been called the finale too many times by us too or the finals or they're trying to call it the final which is good i mean the finals are good cool you call it the finals, like the NBA, but I've always liked the name Grand Prix. Like that was when I when I saw my name was in the Grand Prix thing, I got goosebumps because I'm like, oh man, I feel I feel like uh, Blaine Sumner right now. I feel like Taylor Atwood. Like those were the guys that were on the Grand Prix stage when I was in uh, there uh, when I was in at the Arnold in 2018. Amanda Lawrence. Yeah, like, all that stuff was. We've had some real. We have had some really, really cool Grand Prix, but I'm, I'm, like we said, I, yeah, I, 
the the biggest issue with the Grand Prix is it's, it it is cool, but it's really really hard to be able to spectate it. Other than like the, it, it's really cool to see the lifts after on Instagram, but that's the coolest part of it. Yeah, yeah, you get well when you walk into the venue and see the Grand Prix stage. That's like holy shit! This is gonna be awesome. Like last year when I saw well, the also road we, stage, we weren't even we weren't even on the Grand Prix stage though. Like we were. Yeah. Yeah, they, like we were when Blaine Sumner and you're it talking about those. Yeah, so it wasn't we the actual. The, that was the Rogue stage. Yeah, so we got the Rogue stage. Even that was like, <clears throat> holy shit, this is amazing. Like even just seeing that, like seeing the big Rogue sign, being seeing you know just like the setup of it, that was cool. That like there's there's aspects of it that creates an uh, an allure to it, and I think still think it creates an allure. My big worry though is what I mentioned earlier is like we don't get that crowd, and then the Arnold like weekend not having our friends and fans and other really good competitors there. Like you mentioned, like that is my big worry. Cause that's like for me, like 95% of the Arnold. I I know this year is a little bit more on the line. Some of us have individual goals that we're going to be going for. Um, it's a different, it, it, it's a different structure, but that has always been my favorite part of the Arnold. I mean, granted I've only been to three, but every single one was a blast. Like every single one was, you go there, you, you see your friends, you see some friends you haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, nationals can be a little bit too hectic with all the people, and the Arnold has less, but it's all really good competitors. So you go, and downtown Columbus is actually a pretty good place to get, you know, a little bit of drinks in you and bar hop. Yeah, Arnold's always been my favorite meet. It's been, it was obviously weird. 2020 i don't even feel like last year was fully back to normal but arnold's always been my favorite meet from the atmosphere there because like you said it's just it's just it's it's nationals but only the best lifters and it's just less hectic so yeah i mean we'll see i i i'm i am not loving the fact that they got rid of the the raw challenge i think that was a really really dumb mistake but uh i do like how they have the finale set up um well, that's definitely a win for how they have that done. Well, also an opportunity kind of arises from that, right? Local meet directors can make one of their primetime meets somewhat similar. And you actually can schedule around that time. Like, hey, Raw Challenge isn't happening. Boom, you get a primetime meet. I know, you know, uh, um, with all the local meets that are occurring with primetime. Yeah, well, there's Third Street. But there's also, you know, like gyms in Houston now who are really trying to get their meets to be better. And something like Carolina primetime, or we're going to talk about shortly, uh, TBS primetime. Like, those meat directors now, or those gym owners, are like, this is really cool, and this is actually very good for business, too. So, potentially, because you would avoid a meet during that time, right? If you were if you were a meat director wanting yeah. to get good people to compete, you'd be like, well, it's the Arnold. So, I'm not going to have a meet a week before, a week after the Arnold because of this. But then if you see, you know, some lifters aren't going to do it because of, you know, limited spots and, you know, the potential of it not being as prestigious as it once was. Make a primetime meet, give away cool prizes, make a cool atmosphere. People don't have to travel, especially if you're in one of these strong states, you know, the Carolinas, Texas, California. They're strong states with a lot of good lifters. You can make a meet out of it and make a primetime meet. Yep. So, I mean... Local meat directors have been doing a lot to save the USAPL right now. I mean, I would think they're the single biggest contributor. You might agree that they're continued to be successful USAPL. 
this could be another opportunity for them to capitalize on that. I mean, yeah, we've said it before. I mean, USAPL will save the USAPL in large part because of local meat quality and quantity. Um, logistically, it's going to be hard for any federation to ever meet that. One thing I just realized as you were talking, do you realize that PA Nats, the Arnold, and Sheffield is going to be in like a four-week span? Are you are you uh, alluding to the fact that we have to do all these preview shows? Yeah, and all right. recaps. All right, so we will be uh, we'll be hiring. If anyone likes working for free, Two White Lights is hiring. If you guys enjoy powerlifting and like not getting money um, for stats, um, breakdown, potentially coming on a show and helping us preview, we're hiring during that season. So at least yeah. it, it can't be any worse than nationals and nationals and worlds being at once, right? It can't be any worse than that. It's less people. I don't think it. It can't be worse than that, but like I've got to travel for two of those. I'll be gone a decent amount. Wait, so what is it? It's Arnold, Sheffield, PA Nats, and powerlifting. Yeah. Okay. So PA Nats gonna be in Austin again, right? Yep. Okay. So that's not a bad travel for me, at least, Steve. This is why I should be in Texas and Houston, so we could create our studio, like my dream. I mean, forget your dream house, Steve. Let's think about our dream studio. I'm in my guest room right now. That well, is... my dream, my dream house would include the studio. Next, it would. I'd have well, the basement. I mean, yeah, but it's... yeah, I have the basement and the studio, one room, golf simulator in the other. Yeah, but you're in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, if you move here, it's way cheaper. Actually, I don't it's know. way cheaper, but we're not buying awesome. any powerlifting meat, and then we have to spend eight hundred dollars to fly to these powerlifting <laughs> meets. So I'm I'm driving to, I'm driving to Austin next time. I'm not flying anymore. Flying's ridiculous right now. Well, it's still I mean, still even with that, unless we invest in a conversion, but van, yes. which I've wanted to do for a very long time. I want to. I'll tell you what. I'll convince van. Cheris to move down there, but she needs to be spotted the whatever tens of thousands of dollars pay cut. So you pay that, we'll move down there. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just spot that for her. like the the uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and because that I mean because that would be the perfect thing. Are my stu- like the studio that I have drawn up in my head, and you being in Houston, where we're close to everything, we're close to we're in I believe powerlifting mecca, and we can record podcasts in person. We possibly will never have to have a guest on in like on Zoom ever. We can just always do it, you know, in person. Um, no, we, so it's an easy one of those cool people that just have that have the cool the uh, cool video set up, and they just mainly post it on YouTube. We'd be we'd be super cool all of a sudden. Yeah, we would. Yeah, we would actually because people are demanding that we go on YouTube, and I'm like, guys, it's like it's just us talking on a fucking screen. It's not as cool as the other uh, podcast, but yeah, then you can easily go to Austin for Powerlifting American National. So I mean, I guess it's the same for me. It's just Columbus and Austin. That's pretty basic weekend for me or two weeks, just going to another city, even though it's two and a half, three hours away from me. But yeah, the preview shows are going to be, ah, oh, shit. That's now that power. You are America... going to go to the Arnold, even though you're not. Con- oh yeah. You'll be competing at the Arnold. Yeah. Fuck yes. you, dude. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> okay. I-, I think I'll be, ca- I'm you going be, to top you 10. Sh- right. Yeah. You should be, you're in it. <laughs> you scared yeah. me for a second. I'm like, how the fuck did I drop out of the top 10? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking VA pro that you're not going to the VA pro. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to the VA pro. How you scared me for a second. I'm like, they use my face for the graphic for the finals. Take that Petrie. <laughs> 
I guess they were looking for looks, well, huh? I guess they were going off of beauty, uh, and I got you least, on that at one. Least one of the, <laughs> at least one of the graphics they use for some stuff, I'm pretty sure that person's going to PA from what I've heard, but we'll see. We hear a lot about know. people going I don't to even know which America. One yeah, I don't even know which one you're referring to. But yeah, I hear, I hear so many people are going to PA, and then it goes back, and then they're going back. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun weekend. That were fun four weeks of uh, meat coverage back to back to back. Yeah. I mean, so. it's not like we're nothing we're used to, right? You were going into the biggest coaching week. Solana was going into coaching and competing. I was doing the podcasting and commentating and competing. So I guess, you know, it, it would it is going to be better than Worlds and Nationals being combined. I will say that. Aside from you, maybe, because you have to travel twice. Yeah. Well, because Sheffield and PA Nats is easy in comparison. Yeah, because world that's that's an easy. Honestly, Arnold is easy too. Nationals and IPF Worlds are the two hardest to cover because they're like three episodes long. They're three episodes long, and you don't have you know like actual data on some of these lifters who are new. But any closing thoughts on the Arnold? Uh, USAPL, you still have a chance to bring back the raw challenge. Do it. Make it a two platform meet. Okay. I don't know. I oh, I I would like to see the raw challenge uh, happen, but I. It's funny that like it's hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So many p- people were pissed off at the multi platform meet in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty, and heh, no pun intended. But um, so many people were pissed off at that, and then it's like it's like, hey, now do the two platform meet in the USAPL. Is like, we we did that, and everyone like yelled at us because it happened during COVID, and <laughs> there was a pandemic, and he still wouldn't cut us any slack on that one. So. It's funny. It's just it's just a funny thing to me. But yeah, you, if you make it to platform meet, you I think still get a really good atmosphere there, and you bring one of the better meets of the year um, back into the eyes of powerlifting and potentially revitalizing the Arnold because I do agree last year wasn't quite the same as it was in um, 2018. 2018 or was it 2019? I actually forget which one it was now. That was just such an awesome experience, and I was just there as a spectator. It was a fantastic experience. Almost good experience of trying on Leflar Bros merchandise. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not put on a Leflar Bros shirt, hat, socks, joggers, you're missing out. It feels amazing. And not only does it feel amazing, it looks fantastic too. Use promo code 2WL15. To save yourself some money on the best powerlifting merchandise there is. They keep on coming out with new designs. They keep looking fantastic. They keep making lifters look good on the platform, off the platform, in the gym, outside of the gym. I've been wearing my Leflar Bros shirt a lot recently. Been getting a lot of compliments because, you know, there's there, it's the, the transition of looking good in the gym and actually looking good no matter what. And my girlfriend's been stealing oh. all of them. So that means that they're really, really good. If your girlfriend's stealing your clothes... That means they're fantastic. Actually, Leffler Bros can help you get a girlfriend. You hear that, Gage? You can get a girlfriend if you use promo code 2W15 and buy Leffler Bros merchandise. I think you could. I'm going to be honest. I need proof that any of those compliments came from an actual female, not just other dudes. From me? Well, I have a girlfriend. You just said Leffler. Well, I have a a girlfriend, though. And she wears my stop other girls from sometimes flirting, but I'm saying no, I'm just that. I'm no, I'm saying though, maybe you can get a girlfriend or a boyfriend or that we're, we're cool with everything on two white lights, but I'm saying my girlfriend is taking my left left bros merchandise because I actually have one now. 
There's no proof. You said you got. That- you said you were getting tons of compliments, though, and I'm saying I guarantee 99.9 percent of those compliments for for men, uh-huh. because we all realize that once we start working out, all we did was get compliments from dudes, not women. Sure, absolutely, but I still have a girlfriend. I, I'm saying there's no proof that Leflore Bros merchandise hasn't been the result it hasn't been the cause of the effect of me having a girlfriend there's no proof saying it doesn't okay i'm gonna do a further research study and put together a google sheet on this okay and uh, while you're at it can you make sure that it it helps sales as opposed to not helping sales i mean we don't want to create the opposite here when people buy left bros merchandise and then like oh it's gonna attract guys even though if you're getting compliments from dudes it's got to mean something, right? If guys think you're attractive, girls at least one girl has to find you attractive, right? Every 10 guy means one girl. That's good for some people. And, you know, in powerlifting, where there's a bunch of single dudes, it, it might work. But this ad read has gone on long enough. You know, go to WL15 <laughs> to save yourself some money. Uh, make sure you're visiting them on Instagram, following them on Instagram, and check out the website as well. Um, use Orc15, buy the dip with Solana15. They have a whole lot of other athletes that have promo codes too. Um, and really good athletes as well. National champions, world champions, record breakers, me. Thousand pounds. Yep. <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Let's move on. Leflore Bros, I believe, is the head sponsor of this next meet. The Texas Barbell Syndicate Primetime. So, we uh, covered this last year. It is one of the great local primetime meets that we're seeing Last year was fantastic. It was tons of fun. You saw some really good lifters in Houston and the Texas area and the south uh, southern area compete in it. And it was just a really high atmosphere, high energy meets. Very organized. The best commentator's booth that i ever been in. That still holds today. People still have to work on that. Game day tried. Mark set me up beautifully on that one. And this year... I think we're going to see some fantastic lifting, and I think we're going to get another fantastic meet where it's going to be a really awesome, awesome weekend for powerlifting. Yeah. I, 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 Mark and Marshall are trying to one-up each other, and that's part of the be- – that's that's the best part about these two meets is uh, – <laughs> uh, maybe it was on Close Friends. I don't know if this was public, but Marshall posted – We said I think we said something we gave best production to uh, – Obviously, we did. We gave best production to TBS, and he posted a Michael Jordan thing and said, I took that personally. Oh, yeah. And so he wants to do it. But they both work together because I'm pretty sure Mark's helping out with the live – or uh, Marshall's helping Mark out with the live stream and all this stuff. They, they work together, yet at the same time, they're kind of competing against each other, which only helps. It, it's 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 like having Madden and NFL 2K5 back in the day where they made each other better, and then it got ruined because 2K5 went away, and then Madden's never gotten – good since then yeah you don't want to you don't want to get prime time and tbs you don't give me answer a rant yeah. about madden games uh and the you know the the decline of that but uh, yeah and the, what you were saying with carolina primetime and tbs but other meets are kind of following along suit right like um, two white lights making that award for best local meet of the year has actually caused something there like war cat was you know we nominated war cat they were really thankful for the nomination and tried to do things to make their meet better. Powerfest was a fantastic meet too. 
this is a good thing. This competition is a good thing, and we're seeing more local meats. I know Game Day is throwing their hat in the ring and trying to make some really good local meats and possibly a primetime meat come December. Um, but, yeah, I think one of the pioneers of this have been Marshall and Mark. And, you know, like, last year, that live stream was so damn good, and there was some real, real good lifters at that meet. Yeah. The aesthetic of everything was great. Live stream ran super well. I know Mark's putting a ton into it. I mean, even the Instagram marketing, keeping on top of it and how much they're promoting it has been amazing. Um, so I'm really excited to go down there. I mean, we've got um, pretty stacked classes in the, both the men and the women. It's going to be close. Um, I mean, women are separated about, I think top three to four is going to be about 20 to 30 dots points. And honestly, some of these women, are, I think are going to be able to kind of have some breakout meets and, and move into some spaces, spots that people aren't projecting. The men's even closer men. Honestly, there's about four or five people I could pick to possibly win it. So we're going to have to see on that, but um, it's, it's just going to be a really, really good meet. And hopefully we'll see. They haven't announced this yet. I think, I don't know if we even talked about it on here, but there, there's an idea that uh, uh, there's going to be applications accepted uh, coming next year to host pro qualifiers. That would be a fantastic. So that the Carolina primetime or TBS could be a pro qualifier meet next year and the winner gets a pro card. Um, and so that's something I'm really excited about because I think that's going to reward the efforts of people like Mark and Marshall, which I'm assuming I'm, I'm making a big assumption here. I don't think Mark and Marshall are probably making any money. I've done things like this. I did the Midwest primetime, which didn't even hail in comparison to what they do. And I lost money. Um, me, Brad and Marcellus are doing the corrupted summit. Uh, right. I think today we looked at it. We're at $339 in profit. Um, <laughs> these money that's just be split between the three of us. So we each get to take, take home a hundred dollars by doing the corrupted summit. These type of big production things that are going above and beyond. They don't make any money. They're mainly a marketing thing, as well as giving back to the lifter. So one of the things I really, really like to see is is is, is meets like TBS and meets like Carolina Primetime get rewarded for their efforts for the last two years of likely losing money on this stuff um, and eventually being able to be pro qualifiers, which would probably bring them in some money just because it's going to it's gonna bring even another level of lifters trying to win their pro cards. So hopefully that's something that happens next year. We'll see. Yeah, I really hope they expand. I mean, kind of. I'll I'll keep this point short because we got to get into the preview. But like, I was I was thinking um, and kind of ideas for this, the meets going forward as far as pro meets go. I always felt like something like the Virginia Pro, which I, I don't – it's going to be very hard to top the Virginia Pro – but you kind of spread it out and make it an at-large bid almost. So you always have the Arnold and Nationals, and the at-large bid is the Virginia Pro for the pro meet. So then one year it will be Carolina primetime. The other year it will be TBS primetime. The other year it would be, uh, you know, Corrupted or uh, Warcat or something like that. You just keep on, you know, this taking turns and giving people different bids just so you're not doing the same three meets every year. I like that idea. If the funding could be there. The issue is, is Sabres yeah. funding. Yeah, very good point. Because uh, he cut, and as well as, I don't think the USA, I'm just going to be honest, I wouldn't do this if I was USAPL. I would keep doing the Virginia Pro because uh, USAPL doesn't have to fund the prize money for that meet. Sabre yeah. does. Um, so it allocates more to the other pro meets. So I, I like the idea in, on paper, but Sabre's a special flower in the sense of what we've got there with the Virginia pro and yeah. how he funds that and does everything. Good point. Himself. Yeah. Shop Jim so, does a fantastic but, job too. Shop Jim does but a fantastic job. The idea job. to have, 
the idea to have pro qualifiers to be able to rotate that would be cool though like yeah. rotate the pro qualifiers. Oh yeah, that's I mean, that's great. That would I mean, be a good idea. that was that was a that was a pitch idea that they thought I thought they were going to go with but they didn't. But um all right, so want to get into these previews. Uh I think we should definitely start with the women here because I think we're going to see a pretty stacked lineup with women and we have two pros here as well, correct? No, just one. Gabby Lambus is not a pro? I don't believe so. No. Okay. Well, just one, but I'll, she was I'll in the prime check. time session I'll... at Nationals. Yes, she was. She's not a pro, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, confirmed, no pro. Gabrielle Phelps is the pro. She did not compete at Nationals because she thought <laughs> she thought the Ubu meet was going to be good since it was a pro meet. So she oh, did the no. Ubu meet versus Nationals. thinking it was Because she was messaging me because she did the Ubu meet and had a massive meet. She would have, I, I think she would have won the 100 kilo class. At, at nationals i mean the 100 kilo we talked about it the 100 kilo class was literally meant for gabrielle phelps she's incredibly strong and always got unfortunately set up with bonica and all the other uh the 84 pluses back in the day and just couldn't compete with them but 100 kilo was like meant for her and she did the ubu pro meet thinking it was going to be this super cool meet because it's a pro meet and it was terrible and she's like this was stupid i should have done nationals either way gabrielle phelps is in it uh she just competed Two months ago, she hasn't posted anything, so I, I I can't really say anything about her training. But she put up a thirteen seventeen total, five thirteen dots. She has to be the favorite in this meet. She's she's the only pro between the women and the men competing. Um, she's she's got about a seventeen dot score advantage over Ivy Lambus, so she definitely has to be the heavy favorite um, going into it. And I mean, I'll, I'll say right away, she's going to be my pick. And that's, that's with her likely getting pretty close to her numbers. Like I'm, I'm just not sure I see anyone that's going to be able to make that big of a jump to compete with Gabrielle Phelps. Yeah, I agree. And also we can get a better look at Gabrielle Phelps this meet too. Um, was she in one of the Ubu meets that just didn't have a live stream? Correct. No live stream. Okay. Yeah. And, so we can get, we can get a yeah. highly produced, amazing live stream for Gabrielle Phelps because she is a fantastic lifter and she was shafted many years because of the 84 plus kilo division and the 84 kilo division. Like this is where the USAPL weight changes. If you were in one of those weight classes that got hurt, you're in the minority. Sorry to say, but there was like two, there was two weight classes that hurt you. This is why these USAPL weight classes are a good change because of people like Gabrielle Phelps, who is a tweener. Like she's in between 84 and 84 plus and then you're competing against like bonica who's just going to beat you on weight really so gabby and i remember and also big respect here you know special education teacher in education it's gonna be really hard to make a cut and also you know a, a, a softball coach as well so this is going to be a fantastic opportunity probably the female i'm looking forward to watching the most is her just because of I never really got to see someone and you could see a potential dominant force in the USAPL through this meet, just through this meet. Like this, this is why these meets are good because you get a, like a spotlight or a highlight with these lifters that you wouldn't get anywhere else. You can get lost in the fray of nationals too, right? Like in the nationals, you get lost in the fray of Ashton and, Celine and all these other battles and all like to the thousands of competitors. Yeah, this will get the spotlight she needs. And I think her closest competitor and probably the the, the one person that if, if, if Gabrielle slips up that has a chance that she just has an on day is Ivy Lambus. Now, Ivy hasn't had a great couple of meets. 
she's had a couple down meets. She unfortunately bombed out of Mega Nationals. Her meet even before that was a little bit down. I've got some confidence she's going to come back and have a good meet, though, because she's got a new coach, uh, Kelly Mann. Okay. Uh, if people don't know that name, they're going to know it soon. Kelly's catching on. She's one. I, she's actually one of – she's the coach I refer to, um, depending I, – I have a lot of coaches I refer to because, like, from the inquiries I get. She's one of them. She's a fantastic coach out of Australia. Uh, she coaches Meg Scanlon. She just started coaching Brittany Sublicki. Um, and now she's, she's been coaching Ivy, I think since Megan nationals. And I, I've got a lot of, uh, confidence in what Kelly does. So I'm really Ivy's best dot score. Her last one was 496 from last December. Her best ever was 504. Now that's still a little bit off from Gabrielle, but I really think Ivy can come in. She's, I don't, I don't really see, she's not really posting anything that's going to give me numbers. Like, I think there was like one post that was like side view of kilo plates. And I couldn't even tell what she was lifting. So I, I have no idea what she's doing in training but i've got some confidence she's going to be able to come in and be able to go 500 dots plus i just don't it's going to be tough for her to be able to compete with gabrielle she's got to have a huge meet to do that so she's going to be um, definitely in the hunt there um for that second spot and then it comes down to with that uh i may say this wrong may and jelly swagul and precious andrew uh, precious we talked about before on the show an interesting fun fact she's done six meets in the last six months yeah, well, that's crazy, but okay. So I think we know what I think we know what Precious is going to do because she's basically totaled ten thirty to ten forty in all like six meets. So she's going to total that, and it's a four eighty seven dot. So we pretty much know what she's going to do. It's May that's more of the wild card. She hasn't compete. Well, she actually just recently competed uh, in what looks like June, but training's been going really well. Hit a two forty two bench. Hit deadlifted 418, which was over her PR in a meet. So I think she could add to it. And I really think if, I, if I'm having the pick right now, it's probably Gabrielle first, Ivy second, and then a really close battle between May and Precious for that third spot is what I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I see that as well uh, kind of shaping out. I see Gabrielle, Phelps, uh, Yivy. And, I mean, you're going to go May. I'm going to go Precious Andrew on that. Veteran of the sport, Precious Andrew, I mean, competing for – uh, it is, I mean, just a lot of com- competitions. Remember 2019 Raw Nationals? She's just there. She competes. I, I think she did a powerlifting America Nationals, too. So it's actually going to yeah, be, did. you know, it's going to be interesting, like, really with Precious Andrew is how this kind of works. Can she go back to powerlifting America? Is she going to have to take that year suspension? Is she going to be ineligible from Nationals? She's already, well, she's already competed in USAPL again. So okay. She's already got the suspension. Okay, cool. Or, or I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I bet they will let people. If they have hold it. Well, yeah, they'll let them compete at nationals. They're just not gonna be able to represent the team. So they're just gonna be. Oh, you know what? These are local. These are local. These are local meets, though. So I don't. No, they won't. Maybe they don't get a no a suspension. They'll get a suspension for a local meet, only nationals. No, okay. what? They, no, I would think they would have to get a suspension from a local meet, though. We're in a we're in a WADA suspended fed, right? Or a or a uh, suspended. Suspended I, Federation IPF. Yeah, so if I you competed know. once and that could be easily traced, you can be. But, you know, we won't get into another USAPL Power of the America thing. I'm just like, this might be the case study. So uh, I really hope she does win nationals just because I want to see if this happens. I want to see if the suspensions kind of hold out. But, yeah, I, w- I would put her a third on that one. Um, but then also competing at this is uh, for a female, Bria Williams, uh, sister of Marcellus Williams. Bria, I think this is her third meet. Yeah, and she did. She did TBS last year, didn't she? Maybe. I don't I know. Don't Maybe I'm wrong I know Marcellus did. I, I'm positive Marcellus did. Um, I think she did H-Town Showdown last year. 
and TSS in uh, spring, uh, which are uh, two gyms. Relatively yeah, you're close right. She did H Town. She did H Town Showdown, and she did the TSS Classic this year. So no, yeah. I'm incorrect there. So getting top three is going to be difficult. Um, really don't see that. But Bria is a very young lifter, and also he's part of the craft. I'm excited to see the craft. So because the the progress is there, but also you know it's going to be done right. The craft is about everything. She's going to put muscle on her frame. She's going to get better at lifting. And who knows, by the time she's 22, she can be a real contender. Or by the time she gets Three years down the road, who has the higher dots, Marcellus or Bria? (laughs) I, (laughs) huh, that's, uh... You're it's it's a funny situation to put me in by or that question because we're talking about a sponsor of the show, but also the sibling of a sponsor of the show. So it's like which one do you really side with here politically? Um yeah, but I I see really good things from Bria, especially because you're a young lifter and when you do things the right way when you're a young lifter the future's bright for you. Now, she was a freakishly strong person, but I'm like, eh, you know, the training, the, 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 the desire to go for clout, then, you know, young lifters for me, it's like, we'll see what they're going to be like in three, four years down the road. For Bria, I'm confident. I'm very confident. Yep, I agree. And she, I mean, she's going to PR all of her lifts. I think she's going to, She's probably going to fairly easily go over like a 450 something dots, but it's it's just not going to be enough to likely compete with Gabrielle, May, Precious, and Ivy. So if I'm going top three. I'm saying Gabrielle first, Ivy second, May third. I think you said basically yeah. the same, other than you're going Precious third. Yeah, spice it up a little bit. I'll um I'll go yeah. Precious number three. Now, speaking of spice, Evan Judice. Damn it! I thought you were gonna go into obsidian ammonia smelling salt. <laughs> Fucking head. I'll do it then. <laughs> Evan Judice, we'll get to you later. But yeah, I mean, what's what's the? What, I mean, what can be better than this? You you getting in the middle of an ad read, Evan? Uh, go you to know, hype the you stuff. know it'd be better <laughs> if if I just start breaking out laughing super loud in the middle of an ad read from now on. Fucking, he would love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right, thank you. Because I. Funny story about that uh that laugh. I, I get the analytics of every episode. It's funny because we actually had very good listener retention for that. It was like ninety four percent, but then during Steve's like three minute laugh, it went down to like eighty eight percent, and then once he was done with the laugh, it went up to ninety nine percent, which is like high high range shit for two white lights. If you're getting ninety nine percent listener retention, that's I mean. You can't get any better than that, but it's 100. But there was a listener drop during that slightly, and it was very funny to look at. But, yeah. <laughs> Spicy stuff from HypeDust.com. Use promo code 2W15 to get obsidian ammonia smelling salts. They're spicy. Some are spicier than others. Some are mild. Some will knock your socks right off. Some will put your head back. Some will bring tears to your eyes. Some will just get you amped up enough to hit a lift. Use promo code 2 15 to get the best smelling salts in the game. Obsidian Ammonia Smelling Salts. They're always doing deals, too. So make sure you're going on the page, following them, and checking out the deals. And Obsidian Ammonia Smelling Salt is important because gyms need smelling salts. Meats need smelling salts. So get some. If you're a gym owner, get some for yourself and get a, a few 
for the gym, put them around, you purchase them, and then if you're a lifter, keep some on you in case you do travel like me. Use that promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. All right. I think you were talking about some spice, though, Steve. You're talking about some seasoning. Yeah, some, some spicy Cajun fries. Someone that we underrated going into last year's TBS, who we really did. showed out, who showed out even more at Nationals this year. And training is looking like it's going good. Evans coming in as the number one ranked lifter, and I think he has to be the favorite. He, he He's coming in with an 11 dots point advantage over the next best, and his lifts are going well. He just hit 529 in training on squat, and that moved pretty easy, and that's more than he's done in a meet. Um, deadlift, deadlift at 600, moved pretty well. All of it is showing that he could likely PR most of his list by like two and a half to five kilos, which is probably going to put him over a 500 dots. Um, AKA in sense pro dot status, if we were looking at this being a pro qualifier. So I definitely have to look at him being the favorite. Now we've got a lot more competing in this meet than women. I think we've got 13, um, but there's definitely like a, a good, there's a, there's a chunk at the top that I think is mainly in contention. we've got Evan, we've got Matt Mora, we've got Edwin McQuiston, uh, Tyler Draham, Tony Wynn, Carlos Mata and Cody Hartman. Now, I'm just going to straight say it. Uh, Carlos Mata and Cody, I couldn't find uh, an IG or there was no post, so I don't really have much to go off of. So a lot of my talk is going to be coming around, um, uh, honestly, Matt, Tony, and Tyler, of kind of looking at them, of kind of breaking into this. And, and we're likely going to overlook someone because we got a lot of strong lifters here, but those are the ones I was really looking at. And the, the main one who looks like, I, if I was saying a breakout lifter, is Matt Mora. His yeah. best total is 1499. Back in July, he totaled in the gym, but he'd hit a 700 kilo or 1540 total in the gym. And his lifts are going really well. He's the person that if I'm looking at breaking out from this little group of like 480-ish hot scores to be able to go 500 plus and challenge Evan, it's got to be Matt Mora. He, he's my guy that I think can make that leap. Yeah, um, I agree with you on that one. Uh, I was looking at the roster, saw Matt Mora. Now, he competed at Collegiate Nationals. I'm going to be completely honest. He was probably lost in the fray of the 75, 75 kilo lifters. Um, but he got fifth in that uh, in that weight class and also posting up a 488 dots at the age of 19. You're seeing – you're going to probably see some really good things from Matt Mora here. Um, I mean – I I don't have a, uh, if I'm being honest, I don't have a ton to go off of based on just um, his lifts. But if you're really, if you're paying attention to the trends here, he's figuring things out in his training. Young lifter, you're only seeing progress from here, for, starting off at the 430, 430 dots, um, and now he's at 488. I'm I'm excited to see him. Carlos Mata, person I've seen compete quite a bit, actually. I think I've seen him compete about three times I've commentated for. So, yeah, Raw National or Mega Nationals this year, Arnold A7 or All Challenge. Um, he's another lifter who is, is pretty comfortable in that, I think, 780 to 790 range. Um, again, just not a whole lot of footage for me to, to give an accurate prediction. Um, and... Yeah, then uh, and then there's there's Tony Wynn and Cody Hartman. Tony Wynn, I am familiar with. I think he's starting to get back on the horse. I know he was putting up a lot of momentum um, a few years back in the 75 kilo weight class with some of his gym lifts, and I think he went through some injuries, kind of fell off the wagon just a little bit. Getting back on, 
I thought his meet last year at, you know, TBS was good. It was a step in the right direction and hoping to see some, uh, hoping to see him get back on track of, um, what we saw from him in like 2020. Yeah. Tony, I have his last meet was a 457 dots, but he's hit 484 before, which included Mm -hmm. a 606 deadlift. Now in the gym, he hasn't posted since like, was it like February or March or something I saw? He deadlifted 735, albeit on pound plates, but he deadlifted that 735, 635, which would be 80 pounds over what he did at his last meet. I, 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 I don't know how his training's going right now. I know he's out of the Midland circle, which did not help his numbers. Um, and ever since he's been gone from Midland, same with Caitlin, they've been doing a lot better. So he's a big mystery man um i i could see him very easily breaking in the top three or i could see him coming in and doing not so great and neither would surprise me because we've seen both from him uh i just don't know what to expect because i i have no information for the last like six months of how his training is going but at least what i saw earlier in the year i actually think he could go like 490 dots plus and really kind of, i don't want to say a breakout meet because i think he's decently well known because he kind of had his breakout meet back in like 2021 and then somewhat regressed um due to some situations um but i really think he could come in here and, and really break into that competitive circle so and it, the, the people i really think that he's going to be battling with i really think I, I got evan first i can't go against evan mm-hmm. uh, with his kind of track record I got Matt second, and I really think Matt is the main person to challenge Evan. And then for me, it's between Tony, Edwin, and Tyler for that third spot. Um, Edwin couldn't find an Instagram, so I don't really have much to go off of, but he did. He competed back in March and had a really good meet. Um, he squatted uh, seven and a half kilos more and benched five kilos more than he did at his meet in March. So I, we know he has more. He could go a 490 dots plus if he has like a perfect day. Um, and then Tyler has had some really good progress from going up a weight class. I mean, he jumped almost, I think 70 pounds on his total from one meet to another going up a weight class. Um, I didn't see much else than that. Cause I haven't blocked on IG when I went to go research, I realized <laughs> I haven't blocked. I don't know what he said to piss me off, but I do have him blocked and I'm just, you don't even know at this it. point. It's like me commentating lifters. I'm like, I don't remember what you did. There's too many of them. You have too many people blocked to even remember what you blocked them for. No, too many, too many people say things in comments and then I just block them very, very liberally. I have no care. Just block. <laughs> but I do expect Tyler to come in here and have a really good meet. I don't, I, yeah, no, no issues with his lifting. I, I, I really think he's going to be in there and it's going to be tough to be able to pick between. I mean, I, I think Tyler could even be someone that could bump up in that second spot and challenge Matt. If Matt doesn't have a great meet. So um, it's really between Tony Edwin and Tyler for me when it comes to those, those, that, that third spot. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, yeah, we got Co- Cody Hartman, you know, junior national champion uh, this year, uh, getting a four seventy nine dots. What do you think will be the, Actually, this got you in trouble last year. That's actually play this game. What would be the dot score needed to get third? To get third? Or second or third? Let's go second or third. I, I think, think really it's close. gonna I think it's gonna take five oh five ish to win. Okay. I think second's gonna be around four ninety five to five hundred. And I think third is gonna be around four ninety. Okay. Let's that actually let me calculate this real quick. I need to see what Matt, if he totals 700 kilos, would actually get him because that's gonna that might change my uh perception here. So 75, 700. 
Okay, I agree with that. So if Matt was a total, yeah, I think 505, which I think Matt could do. I think Evan and Matt could both dot 505. And I think they're going to be both there. So I think it's going to take over 500 to get first or second. And I think third is going to be 495 to 500-ish. Okay. How about our how about our man uh, Derek Acuna? I mean, I'm really excited to see him back. I mean, the only thing here is he's gone up two weight classes. So dots wise, it's going to be tough for him to be doing the same dots. I mean, if you're looking at his best lifts, seven, 672 in a meet. I mean, he just squatted six, 634, and that was the heaviest he's done since then. I know he had a long injury pass, so it's really cool to see him back. Uh, and shout out, too. He's going to be one of the presenters at the Corrupted Summit the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if he's quite – I don't even know if it, it's something that's one of his goals is more of just, like, coming in here and getting another meet under his belt, getting back on the platform. But he's competing at 125, so what? that's that's 275 weight class. I don't know what he's weighing, but he, he's, he's not weighing 231 anymore. So even if he weigh – even if he hit the same total, which I'm not sure he's at that point right now, other than – you know what? I mean, bench is way up there. Bench, he have about 50 pounds over his old, his past bench. So he could have near the same total, but dots is going to go down likely just because he's going to be in a heavier weight class. Are you banking on just the, you know, the, um, the, the competition or athletic background, just carrying him because three meets under his belt. Clearly he's just a freak, just an athletic freak. And, um, yeah, played in the NFL, fantastic collegiate uh, a player, I believe, at the University of North Texas. And, like, who knows? Maybe just going up a weight class and then you see, boom, 500 dots again. I think that's coming for him. I have no doubt. Um, it's just a matter of put. It, I mean, I think he just recently – I mean, it hasn't been long since he's been recently, like, training consistently for powerlifting again. Um and I, I, I very much think he's going to be up there and he could be eventually somewhere we're talking about battling a national state for that 125 class. But um, I just did the dot. Like, I think he could very viably total 1818 again. But if he's in the 275 class, that bumps his dots down to like 460 to 470. So, which is still fantastic. It's just, it's just like, I, I don't think it's probably battling for, for top three here. Yeah. Don't you just love that though? Like, I'm just looking at his competition history. I want to see how, like how far out uh, goes back. It just first meet 472 dots. He was 23 years old. And then second meet 503 dots. It's like, man, <laughs> you know, when someone is just strong and like, there's some, there's people that, you know, in powerlifting, like if they just did powerlifting, they could possibly be a world champion and one of those dominant, dominant lifters. But the There's last meet things. Derek did, I believe I'm correct on this. That's the meet Ashton drank like three gallons of water to move up a weight class just so he could compete against Derek in the 231s because Ashton was still on 93 kilo lifter and he drank a ton to try and weigh in heavier so he actually had some kind of competition at Collegiate Nationals. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, though, yeah, if we're speaking that's, about freaks here, that's, uh, those are two good guys to bring up. Um, all right. Anyone else out of this? I'll just give some shout outs because, I mean, they all deserve recognition. Oscar Hernandez, uh, Juan Lou Bernard Reyes. I didn't really have much on him. He's He's been doing a quick lifting and his equip numbers have gone insane. He just hasn't done a raw meat lately, so I don't really know what he could do, but he could he could shock all of us. And uh, Julian Posas, Ray Espinosa, and Rocky Molina. 
but John Louis Bernard, Reyes, and Rocky Molino, I think you're going to have our favorite names for the meet if we can pronounce them right. Rocky Molino for sure, but John Lou Bernard Reyes, I think I've got that right. That's definitely going to be the names that we're going to be creating. We're going to be we love it saying, but yeah, um, if Rocky doesn't get a, a chance, lot of lift like it's, it's horseshit. Rocky needs a to get a lot a of lift is in that 450 to 460 dot range, but I really think it's going to be between Matt, Tony, Tyler, and Evan if we're looking at who could possibly bump up in that 490 plus. Yeah, I agree. Um, I. I, th- those are that's been kind of my range as far as top three goes, but I think we're both in agreement though. Evan Judice, um, number one, Judice. I know him as Spicy Cajun Fries. I think I mispronounced his name the entire time last year during TBS. But yeah, you're seeing some really good things out of him. Really good nationals meet. I got to learn some things about his bench press. I think he sent me some uh, advice, and I'm like, I wish it was that simple. The advice that he sent me, but I'm like, I uh, you know. I'm more lost than you think, but he's got a monster bench press on him. I think he is going to be well over the 500 dots range. We both like him to win. Um, I'm going to go Matt Mora as my second as well. I guess we're going to get kind of boring with our ones and twos um, because unless you have someone else. Did you talk yourself into anyone else while we were recording? No, Matt, I still got number two because I, I really think Matt is – I think Matt could win if if – he really shows out. Yeah. Third is going to be a bit of a debate for me. I guess that is very similar to the females. Like that's going to be the most jostling. And we do have quite the jostling that's going to happen between these lifters. I'm going to go with Tony Wynn and Tony, you better get third or else I won't let you hear the end of it. Because I think I've been pretty harsh on Tony throughout podcasts over the years. I think I called him overrated, um, overhyped, one of the, the, the your typical teen phenoms that fizzle out. And now I'm picking you to win third. You better do it. I was between Tony and Tyler. And I don't have any information on either of them because Tony hasn't posted in six months and Tyler I have blocked. But um, I'm going to go with Tyler. Is it does it have anything the, the progress, to, does it have anything to do with his name being one slippery buckaroo? Because I don't know how you could block someone named one slippery buckaroo. I don't know. There's there's probably like a ninety six percent chance he talked crap on one of my lifters in a comment or something and I just blocked him and didn't even know why. That's <laughs> that's pretty much the that's pretty much the norm. Or he's just one slippery so buckaroo just, and it just that buckaroo slipped away from you. I'm looking at his list it, now. It could be. I'm going him second. Or, uh, that second, third. I'm, I'm taking Tyler in third. Well, would you look at that? <laughs> you were going. You were going to take a man that you have blocked third, getting zero. Yeah. I don't. I don't discriminate on the actual like uh, choices. I just discriminate on who I want to see on Instagram. Blocking someone doesn't even mean I don't even necessarily dislike someone. I just don't want to see you on Instagram anymore. Yep. Well, we're seeing here, uh, you know, a, a 302 kilo squat for one looking s- pretty solid for this deadlift here. I got 638 for one. Oh, he's looking. Yeah, he's looking like you might have yourself a good pick here. 
he might be slipping away from me. He, he's man, I get, and also battle of the fantastic names, right? We have one slippery buckaroo and spicy Cajun fries on the same, on the same uh, meat, or in the same primetime meat. What more can you ask for? Yeah, it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be a really, really close battle for the guys here. So it'll be interesting. Also, I mean, it was last year too. Last year the men was insane, mm-hmm. uh, and. Didn't some dude who's, like, really into, like, butthole stuff win it? <laughs> well, it depends on what you mean by, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's If it's receiving or giving, that's kind of the the the, the key. That's the operative term. Um, but, yeah, he won. Um, he – I don't know if he ever drank that pre-workout that he got. He um, told me, uh, I, but I forgot. He's like he, he never brings it up or something. But, yeah – Gage and Tony Wynn went back, or not, uh, Ken Wynn last year went oh, back and forth. Kevin Wynn and Anas. Anas yeah, got Anas, second. Yeah, or, yeah, Anas got second, but it was really, it was it was down to deadlifts, like, for all three of them. Like, yeah. Anas needed some deadlifts to win. Uh, 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 Kevin Wynn needed deadlifts to win, and then Gage needed to kind of just stay the course and not miss any lifts, which is, that was one of the meets that Gage didn't miss lifts, which is a storyline of itself. Gage not missing a lift I at a meet. I think he was voted. I think he was, I think Gage was highly motivated by being on top of team ass. Yeah. I, I, I think so as well. <laughs> and yeah. Also, I think I shut us the fuck up. Team name, team name for team ass. team name for his coaching team is team ass. So I'm saying Gage yeah. had to be on top of that. Yeah. Team ass. That's the best coaching name also because you can't you can't get better any better than that hashtag team ass. But uh, I think Gage was motivated by us just talking shit about him until he did that meet. Like we we just wouldn't yeah. stop. So um, are we calling in Gage again? Are we doing another Gage call in today? Uh, about no, who's going to win the TBS prime well, time? No, I'm not going to because he should be hanging out with the girl he's hanging out with, and I don't want him her to leave him. Because Gage depressed and single is a really hard Gage to be around. He just talks about being. I'll go put on some Leflar bros. Then she'll definitely stay. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Because uh, he's already been. I mean, you saw his stories yesterday. He's been talking to me more than his girl so far. So I'm I'm hoping that he could actually just focus on her, bring her to an Astros game, bring her out to eat. He's probably just sitting inside playing fucking Minecraft with his roommate Sean. And commenting on my shit and trying to make story posts while she's sitting there like, "Hey, pay attention to me, please. Why aren't you paying attention to I me?" I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know there was a girl. That's. It's I'm, surprising. I'm very proud of Gage. Yeah, it's surprising. That's his. Um. That's... I can't say anything. I didn't. I didn't have a girl until I was 27. Then I think got proposed to her three months later. So I can't say anything. Well, maybe this will happen too. All right. So, <laughs> Texas Bar- Texas Barbell Syndicate prime time. Um, we will be commentating that it's going to be a fantastic meet. I don't know. I might be doing one of these, uh, plans for future self because I've been incredibly busy recently. Should we try to do something last year? They had a bingo card. Should we try to make a drinking game or something out of this or. Uh, I got to do that. I, I would, if it, I didn't have to do the corrupted summit the next day. No, I'm not saying us. I'm saying with the, the listeners or cause they're not going to be. Yeah. It's with the people watching. It's not. Uh, we're commentating guess, I mean, too. We, we don't want to get fucked up while we're commentating. Mark can do. Mark. Mark. Mark's the master <laughs> putting stuff together. Mark can put together a drinking bingo card. All right. 
That, yeah, because last year was really fun. Like, because that's what was one of the great parts about that meet. It was just a really fun meet to be a part of. It was lots of fun, great atmosphere. They had the VIP tables. They had you know everything kind of just there for the lifter for the spectators. Um, it was just a good time, and it actually won't be as hot this year. Last year was in the middle of August, so it was hot. Yeah. Houston is hot. It's cooling down already. Today there's an actual breeze. It's 90 degrees still, but that's cool in Houston. If it's 90 degrees, that's actually a cool thing. I sound like I, I get the best of both worlds being a weather snob now because when I go to, like, you know, I'm, I'm used to Chicago weather and Illinois weather. When I come down here, I'm like, oh, you guys think 40 degrees or 50 degrees is cold? You're a bunch of pussies. And I go back to Illinois. I'm like, you guys think 90 degrees is hot? You're a bunch of pussies. Rob Escalante said it's not being a weather snob. It's being an asshole, which – is probably accurate, but yeah, it's fun to do both of those things. I I, I can't relate. So yeah. All right. Um, unless you have any commercial gym story time. Yes, do one. Hold on. Oh, actually, hold Vampire. on. Before I, before I get to that, okay. before I get to that, um, we uh, we've been asked by a few for the USPA Pro preview. We don't know if we can do a preview for that. So we're going to be commentating Texas Barbell Syndicate. Um, we chose that meet. And we don't have a good pub- public roster to go off of and not a whole lot of information what's going on with that meet. No, we have no yeah, we have, pub- not a I, good public roster. We have no public roster. And on top of that, whenever we do untested meets and their preview shows, it just fucking happens that we make predictions and two of the lifters aren't going to be doing it because... They didn't update the roster, and they dropped out at an unspecified time, and we didn't know about it, so we're just going based off of what we know about the lifter, and that kind of ruins preview shows. So we might do a recap on it, depending on you know what happens throughout the meet. But, yeah, you're not going to be getting a preview for that, um, and that might be the case with a lot of untested meets. There might be some that have higher precedent over the others, but... It's a pain in the ass to do these meets because it's just not really updated and we don't have a closer eye on things or um, an ear to the ground on who's dropping out of the meet. Like, we have no idea until, like, a week out of the meet, and it's uh, for the American Pro, it was, like, five days before the meet, and we picked two people who weren't even doing it. Yeah. It gets gets old. I think people just get pissed at us because we get it wrong, even though, like, Granted, no information. granted, we're making money. Hashtag bad journalism. We are. Hashtag bad journalism started from uh, the showdown preview we did last year. So, actually, I got to make an anniversary post about that. Did I screenshot that fucking comment? Because it was hilarious. I hope I did. I got to look. I better have fucking screenshotted that. She, del- she, she deleted, deleted it, didn't she? She deleted it and then blocked me and uh, uh, two highlights. Yeah, bogus move. Bogus move. Because I was going to pin she it. She didn't block me and I'm the one that started it. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? I, I was going to pin it to the thing. That would have been great, but she didn't let me do that. So, yeah, uh, she'll be commentating at least. So, yeah, the USPA Pro, um, it's uh, be plenty not of likely. There'll journalism commentating then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, next week, uh, we'll have a lot of podcast episodes we're going to drop. We have our word association and um, a potential roundtable discussion. But yep. uh, Wednesday, we're going to do a roundtable with Marcellus and Joe. Yeah. So we'll, we'll Tuesday, we need to put up, uh, uh, I'll do it. I'll, probably even better on my story is to put up questions to ask. 
Yeah, coaches um, as opposed to – I'm just going to probably sit in silence the entire time. But, uh, yeah, all right, commercial gym story. You did not – so, a reminder, okay. you didn't – the big one is coming Monday. Monday's episode is going to get kind of weird. <laughs> so, just a fair warning yeah. on a lot of different levels. It's been a pain in the ass editing that episode. But, yeah, you did the – you did. You said your all-time gym story – so you you said you alluded to a vampire. Yeah, I, yeah, because this is backwards. I alluded to this in the next episode, but here's yeah. Vampire Kid. So first, you need to picture the right person. Have you watched Grandma's Boy? Yes. You know the little the main like villain dude that <laughs> robot. I am your. He looks identical to him. So you have to picture that guy. It okay. is literally this dude's twin. Underrated movie. First time I Grandma's Boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I actually I, I brought I have that literally right there. It's on my oh god. Uh, love that movie counter because I I, I keep one. I need to get chairs chairs to watch it. Okay, first time I ever meet Vampire Kid is literally the first week this brand new gym opens, and this guy walks in with the trench coat. I'm talking straight up the dude from Grandma's Boy, <laughs> and our general manager literally screams and hides behind me. And she tells me later, I thought we were getting shot up. I thought the gym was getting shot up because he looked like the person to walk in and shoot up the gym. He was not. He was coming over and he asked her a question. He's like, how many plates can be loaded on the leg press? And so she, of course, <laughs> all- has to come get me, the training manager. All-time question to so start off I come with. over. All-time question. Well, I got to start using the voice. So he comes over and I start talking. He's like, I was like, okay, what can I help you with? He's like. So how many how many how many plates can you load up on the leg press? How many how many how many how many plates can you load up on the leg press? I was like, I think you can get twelve each side to twenty four. He's like, oh, oh. By the way, he's with his mom, and he's like twenty something. He goes, oh oh, mom, mother, mother. I think that could work. I think that could work, mother, mother. I think that could work. Okay. Um, he's I'm, like, how, how about that? How I'm, about how about I'm that machine? Um, he points to this like hammer strength throw machine. I was like, I was like, I think you can get five plates on each stride. And he goes, oh, mother, I think that can work. Mother, I think that can work. And then he goes, how about your pool? I was like, well, what about our pool? He's like, how often do you clean it? And so I was like, I don't know. Katie, how often do you clean it? She's like, oh, this many times. He's like, ooh, that's not good. Mother, mother, I think it's going to get a bit frothy in there. It's probably going to get a bit frothy in there. (laughs) That's the first time I ever meet him. So he's on I learned later. Yep, that's pretty clear. I learned later he is notorious from some other gyms. And a story from another gym is he would consistently hit on this front desk girl. And at one point, and she she was not wanting it. At one point... As she was talking to another member, he reached over the counter and took her phone and put and got her number. He texted himself so he get her number and she kept texting her and she could not get him to leave, get, leave her alone. Um, one thing she learned about Vampire Kid, I don't remember his real name, but Vampire Kid uh, had uh, like magic powers. He could like read minds and like oh. do, do weird things throughout his life. Um, she decided, and it was ingenious, that she was going to convince him that she is pregnant and she has not had sex with anyone. And the only person she's been talking to That's, is a vampire kid. That I don't know. And I guess it, the ends justify the means here because he did steal her phone and then put his number in. But I was like, That's mean. But and then I remembered like, oh, he stole her phone and put his number in it. And it and it worked because he got freaked out and left oh. her alone because he thought he may have impregnated her wow. what a, through magical You're telling powers. me Vampire Boy is a deadbeat dad? What a dick. 
Yes. I thought what, that could have backfired horribly. This, what if what if this, vampire kids like girl is, I wanted this, a baby for so long? What what that could have backfired horribly. I don't. It could have a vampire baby. But <laughs> this girl, as well as a lot of our front desk girls, he would bring what we call rape smoothies. We never, no one ever drank any of them, but he bring them these smoothies. Well, that's probably a good thing. We don't thing, even right? know what you know. Nobody ever drank. We don't know smoothies. where these smoothies were from. But he would he would bring them a smoothie, and he'd also bring a pizza that he would sit and eat at our lounge table. He wouldn't work out. We we actually would only. I'm going to get to his workouts in a second. I got oh we got, a, to we his got workouts. That's when it gets okay. really fun. He I'd only he'd only work out like once every couple months. He mainly would come in and eat pizza in our lounge area and then leave and then bring our front desk staff rape smoothies. But let's get to his workouts. So this is how he worked out. He would load up the leg press with the entire <laughs> amount of weight, like twelve plates each side. He would hold the stopwatch in his hand. He'd unrack it and then hold it at extension and time how long he could hold it. Ah, uh, okay. And that was his workout. And then he'd go home. He did this special form of isometric training. I'll come back around to that. Well, actually, I'll, I'll get to uh, it. So um, there was actually one time the vice president of this company, maybe I won't say the company. Um, people will probably figure out if they've listened to other things of our commercial gym stories. He was there. And uh, he's actually doing some snatches and Vampire Kid is doing isometric holds in the Smith machine, just unracking it and just holding it there and stop watching it and doing it. And the guy's snatching and locking out his elbows. And Vampire Kid apparently keeps going, you should, you should stop something. You should stop locking out your elbows. You're going to hurt yourself. And would not stop. And our vice president comes in like furious and goes, who is that transvestite mother effer? out oh. there and just start screaming like incredibly pissed as pissed, pissed off and uh yes uh our vice president then uh was extremely mad and no longer wanted him at the gym but he was still at the gym which then included uh notes i saw from other gyms where he was bringing in steak and shake to the hot tub and clipping his toenails in the hot tub i don't know which is worse the steak and shake is a weird thing to bring to a hot tub but obviously, I mean, it goes without saying, clipping your toenails in any public setting is weird. But those are, I don't know, which is a bolder move? <laughs> You're right, like, steak, like, McDonald's makes more sense than Steak and Shake. It was Steak and Shake, and it was in the notes, and he was no longer allowed to go to that gym anymore after the toenail clipping. Oh, the, so, okay, so if he, he would have just stuck at the Steak and Shake, it would have been fine? Like, I, I guess that's so okay. he came to our gym next and this was my last interaction i ever had with vampire kid he came to our gym and he went into the manager's office the general manager and said i want to talk about uh you giving me full control of your training staff all right which she responded let me get my training manager and thought it was hilarious because she's oh. like i'm gonna make steve talk to him because <laughs> she knew that i had i wanted nothing to do with this stupid kid because he would do this training stuff all the time so he sits down with me and he tells me, he's like, so I have this special way of working out called isometric training. And it allows you to be able to do 15 minute workouts, eat over 5,000 calories a day and lose as much weight as you want. I would like you to give me 10 free clients. I will prove the validity of this, this training method. And once we prove the validity of this training method, we will go to the head of gold's gym and revolutionize the way training goes. And I literally look at the person next to me as like, I'm not doing this. And I was like, I'm done. 
like right and, in front of him and I get up. You, and so one of my other trainers comes over who loves to argue and then proceeds to argue with this oh kid God. for the next two hours. Whose and I remember the that? only thing I remember, the only thing I remember is I walked past at one point and Matt, who is actually the best man at my wedding, who's still arguing with vampire kid goes, he was trying to explain something to him. And he's like, that's just the, it's called the sliding filament theory. Uh, I think that's what it's called. And, and vampire kids goes like, I know, I know. And Matt goes, oh, you know about the sliding filament theory? Explain it to me. And Vampire Kid just sits there for a second. He's like, you tell me first, and I'll tell you if, I'm, if you're right. Genius. And then I was Vampire like, I'm, I'm, I'm double master done. Negotiator. I'm away. I'm done. Master I can't negotiator. do Vampire Kid anymore. Um, and that was the last time I ever saw Vampire Kid. I, I like one. I do like the fact that he's taking on 10 free clients. I would wish uh, some powerlifting coaches would do that now who are just starting off in coaching. So 10 free clients to help revolutionize this thing. And also, I am a fan of his negotiation skills. He went in there with a plan. He's like, I want to take full control over your training staff. He just laid it all on the table. And then also, he he want, he, the, the, the genius idea <laughs> so, of having someone else to... explain the theory to I... you. To see I if forgot right to tell genius. this. The reason he came in to ask is he called corporate's customer service hotline and asked this exact question. And they said, go to your local gym and ask. And that was in the notes on his, on his membership. That's pretty awesome <laughs> so, too. Yes. That was, that was vampire kid. Again, you have to, you have to think about the guy from grandma's boy at all times, because that's exactly who it was. He was always wearing yeah, his sure. trench coat. He had the slick backed hair was like six foot three, like maybe like a hundred and like, 50, 60 pounds, skinny as could be. But, oh, yeah, the dude would just sit there with his stopwatch and do his isometric holds. That's all he'd do. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, and also, if you guys haven't seen Grandma's Boy, please do that. It's, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. I remember we rented it from Blockbuster. Again, I'm going to get on my take. Blockbuster was the best thing, and then it was taken away from us. And I watched that like three times in two days. Such a good movie. Yeah, I think his name was JD. Spoken in a robot's voice the entire time. <laughs> when he got nervous. Yep. Yeah, when he got nervous, he would speak. He's mm -hmm. like, Can you cut it out with the robot voice? Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. I just do that when I'm nervous. Well, that's how that kid would talk, too. He would talk in that little yeah, robot voice. Probably probably a little bit on, on the spectrum there. Oh, just, he had to have been. Yeah, it, it, was, it was super it weird. I, I would get so pissed because he he would literally bring in pizza and eat for like two hours, just sit there and eat the pizza in front of everyone that walked in and then just leave. He would just eat yeah. society. Eat pizza I, in the gym. We, didn't even, my time as commercial we didn't even gym. have a pizza place near us. My time as a commercial gym, I mean, you have managers who probably have this. I mean, the stories, but yeah, my time lifting in a commercial gym, which is for a relatively long time from me being 18 to about 25 years old, I would lift at commercial gyms. It was always like you would, it, once the person was kicked out, wait three weeks and someone else will come in and like refill the weird guy's shoes at, at the gym. So like it just always, it replaces each other. Um, all right. Another successful commercial gym story. That'll do it for this episode of two white lights next week. Like we said, um, we're going to release episode that we were already recorded. So some of the things we say might be old news, 
Um, might be a little confusing, but that's what happens sometimes. You get a topic to talk about, like the IPF changing their bench rules. We have to record a podcast about it. We have guests kind of fall into our lap. Have to take those. But also, really looking forward to just this next week in powerlifting because you're going to have some great things. We're going to have a roundtable discussion with Steve Denovi, myself, Joe Stanick, and Marcellus Williams, unofficial co-host of Two White Lights. We'll have Texas Barbell Syndicate primetime on Saturday. We'll be commentating that and the Corrupted Summit on Sunday. A lot going on in the powerlifting world. Oh, yeah, and the USPA uh, Pro as well going to be on Saturday. A lot going on in the powerlifting world. going to be a fantastic week coming up for powerlifting. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.